Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I've been circling this guest for so long, and now he's finally in the studio. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. All right, you guys. Welcome on into To The Point with Kristen Burt, presented by Dance Network and Popcorn Talk. And I love this because this particular guest... Everyone always has so many questions. We talk so much about you, and now you're finally here. Welcome, Alan Salazar. Thank you for having me. All right. You know, uh, you are one of those people I feel like I have circled like around you, but I've never met you, so this is kind of nice to finally have you here. Thank you. Yes, of course. So, you know, we always like to sit there and uh, get started with everyone and try to find out, like their start in dance Mm -hmm. because it seems lately that I've been interviewing people and everyone's starting at like 13, 18, 21, 24 and I'm like I thought you had to start at 3 and 4 because that's when I started I was a youngster how about for you? You know what I started in junior high I was 13 years old and there was a ballroom class offered um, as an elective class and so I jumped in there and it became such a fun social um, thing to do Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't really into sports I was always a little bit more artistic or, um, I think, yeah, more artistically inclined. And I never, I never saw the correlation of dance and art back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but it became, um, just a good social networking and, um, just a new avenue of having something to do after, after school. Were your family dancers at all or anyone into uh, it? No. But you're no, from Utah, right? I'm from Utah. Okay, so Utah has a, a strong dance culture, though, yes, for sure. Yes, definitely. Were a lot of your friends dancing at the time, too? or You know what? No. Um, but by the next year, uh, when I was, I think, yeah, it was the, the following year, they had a, a bump up um, to seven classes uh, per day because ballroom became so popular because it became a, a thing. Oh, that's um, funny. And so it was fun because it was more acceptable, and then you had uh, – jocks and nerds and you know just pe- people from Everyone all was different it. types of now uh, I, I don't know stuff. exactly when you were growing up in utah but were any of the dance competition shows on the air at that point and that's uh, why they added no not at all okay so uh, you're a little older yeah, i didn't know yeah. i was like I'm, i don't ask I'm people's age older. we don't want to know anyone's age in hollywood but yeah. i didn't know because sometimes you know do you, do you understand is there any sort of reasoning why all of a sudden it became so popular you know there's there's a there's a there's a handful of really great dance studios um, up and down the Wasatch Front. And um, I think there's not a whole lot to do sometimes out there. <laughs> yeah. And dance is one of those things that um, uh, demands so much of your time. And it's a fun thing. And so I think parents are just very encouraging to, to have their kid involved in, in music or in sports or in dance. Um, and dance just became such a popular thing, and they started. They they always had dance in school, um, in the in the junior high schools, and then in the high schools, and the dance companies, and the the drill teams, and the song leaders. Um, and so, dance became um, something that that was kind of trendy, yeah. Um, and that it really made you feel a part of something. Um, and I think for the majority of females in utah that was the thing to do so i I think there's there's you have so much influence from um your friends at school and stuff and Mm -hmm. so when when someone was dancing whether you were dancing at the same studio it was something that i think just brought people together um how about for guys because sometimes it's not as cool for guys to dance yeah you know what i i don't think i really dealt with that a whole lot until until i started to question it until i was like is this okay by then, I'd already taken a good four years of dance, uh, but then it was like my senior year in high school, and I was still like socially awkward and <laughs> uh, like really loved dance, and so all my energy and focus went into dance. And then I would go to school and just kind of be like a hermit and just like kind of stick to myself uh, because I wasn't sure if dance was acceptable. Um, I did speak to someone um, much later in life, maybe a couple of years ago, who 
who at the, who who recollected that back then um, he, he used to be envious that I was already doing what I knew I wanted to be doing. Isn't that funny? At that age, and back then I was like so self conscious that I was doing something that I really enjoyed and wasn't sure if it was okay. Isn't it funny though how you like have this wisdom when you're older and you sit there and you look back and you're like, why didn't anyone tell me that? Like, I, I wish they told me then, like, oh, I admire you for knowing what that, but we're right. all like at that age too. Everyone's just going through that awkward stage right. and questioning everything. And yeah. it lasts a while too, because you go to college or don't go to college, even in your early twenties, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, it takes a while to kind of come into your own. Yeah, totally. For sure. And I feel like I'm still doing that. Aren't we all? <laughs> I promise you, we're all doing it. Yeah. And uh, even on your most confident day, there's always like that little self-doubt in your head of like, what am I doing? Right. Am I doing this right? Right. Or should I just like pack up and go back home and just call it a day? But yeah, that's not the point. Yeah. And um, you, the other thing was that I, I came into a studio that had like 10 boys there already mm-hmm. because of the ballroom program. Um, and so when I joined Center Stage, um, I joined my freshman year of high school um, to take one ballroom class a week, and then eventually auditioned for the ballroom team, and then got got thrown into jazz and ballet and break dancing. That's amazing. And then eventually, and hip hop, and then eventually, all the boys were kind of spread out, and we were we were encouraged to do everything, and so we were on. The hip hop company, the jazz company, and the ballroom team. You were dancing a lot then. Yes, yes. We it, it was, it was a lot. It was insane. I, I don't <laughs> I don't think kids dance as much as I felt like we did back then. Amazing. No, I have to ask since Center Stage is obviously one of the bigger studios mm-hmm. in Utah. Who were you uh, in class with at that time? Because I know we've got a lot of So You Think and Dancing with the Stars alums that are that went there. Uh, you know what? I'm. I'm Did you cross so over so with much anyone? Older. Uh, Let's see. James Toyleva that did, yep. he was season two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jasperson. Yep. Um, Ashley and Ryan DeLello. Of course, yep. Um, I think that was about it that, okay. that I like danced with. Yeah. Everyone else was uh, A little bit younger, younger, a little older. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but you know, it's interesting because that, that studio has a, has a really strong history in producing great dancers yeah. and great dancers that work. Right. And I think that's, what did you think that you got out of, you know, being a student there? Oh, wow. Um, you know what? It was, it was a diversity in training. It was being well-rounded. It was being, um, my teachers there instilled so much, uh, confidence in me, uh, just by giving me chances, mm-hmm. you know, just, just providing opportunities and then allowing us to show up. Um, and I think someone having um, confidence in you is sometimes all it takes. Yeah. Just long enough for you to figure it out on your own and then to keep moving from there. Yeah, and you remember it for a long time, too, yeah. when people instill confidence or, yeah. or have confidence in you. Even if you don't have it in yourself, yeah. it's something that you remember even 10 years later. You're right. like, I remember that moment and right. what it meant to me, I think. Yeah. So I know that a bunch of you were – you're one of the high school musical – Oh my gosh! You do, did you what two High School Musical two? I just did two. I was supposed to do three as well, but I was, I was actually in the airport. I was at LAX at the end of we had done com- competitions. It was at the end of the season. I was on my way to Hawaii, um, and I was in the airport at LAX, and I got the call saying, "Hey, can you be here?" It was like Saturday, and they're like, "Can you be here Monday for rehearsal oh for High School Musical three? Yeah, and I was like, "It's just a week." Blah blah blah. blah. Like, I'm actually on my way. Let me see what I can figure out. And it was going to cost me, like, $1,500 to get a flight a couple days early. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I was so tired. And I was like, you know what? I, and, oh, and they, they had offered, they said, we'll have another scene for you. Um, so don't worry, don't worry about, about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> it never happened. And then you're like, ah. <laughs> so, and yeah, that was one of the things where I'm like, oh man. I and it was the feature film yeah, too, uh, in the bigger. third one. So I know as a kid too, you're probably like, I'm yeah. just, I'm so stressed out yeah. about this. But what do you remember? Do you remember anything from shooting High School I, Musical 2? I do. Um, I actually met, uh, Gev on, on that shoot and uh, actually a couple other dancers that are out here now. Britt Stewart was in it, and I didn't. I don't think I met Britt. I don't Allison think she was in Holker was in it. I knew Allie. Yeah. Um, I was in the baseball scene, okay. so it was all boys. Yeah. 
Um, I remember working with Kenny Ortega was, um, was, was quite the experience. He has, he's so energetic and has so much passion. Um, and I was so nervous the entire time because <laughs> I don't play baseball. I don't do crazy tricks. I was just, I feel like I, I just stumbled onto like, like the set. I, and I was like, why is everyone so much younger than me? People are doing backflips. And then there's like just baseball players that are doubles that were um, doing some of the baseball tricks, I guess. And, um, and yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know. Uh, but I was so nervous the whole time. Um, I, I, f- I feel like I just kind of shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we got to set and we were filming and there's so many people there and there's all the lights, uh, the energy of shooting and having Kenny yelling at you mm-hmm. and not wanting to mess up because there's so many things going on at the same time, that that pressure and that the, the camaraderie that happens in for those 60 seconds of like nonstop uh, focus is so intense and so powerful and so cool. Uh, and it was just such a, it was a really cool moment. And uh, it was such a huge film. I, yeah. Like one kept on getting bigger yeah. than the next. That's yeah. what's kind of amazing about it. I, yeah. Disney Channel wasn't even expecting the first one to really do anything. Right. So by the time the second one rolled around, I mean, everyone was like a bonafide superstar. Totally. That's amazing. Yeah. Have you worked with Kenny Ortega um, after that at all? That. Um, I have not. There was an opportunity where uh, I was going to, to dance in the 2002 Olympics mm-hmm. opening ceremonies, and it it actually ended up I ended up going to two rehearsals and then deciding not to continue because I was. What was that decision well, about? <laughs> I was I was one of like 500. <laughs> yeah, which is totally fine. Which is it's it's, it's the Olympics. A, it's yeah. the opening ceremony and closing ceremony. It's big. Yeah. yeah. But also at the time, I was teaching and I was training, so I felt like I would I would have to sacrifice a lot of that mm-hmm. um, to be someone like with a cowboy hat. Just, right. just I would only um, be able to say that I had the experience, which at the time didn't mean as much as it does now. <laughs> right. I know. Do you look, think back on it and you're like, oh, I wish my younger self understood maybe right. the, the magnitude of it? I or- do think my name was in the program, though. Oh, so so you so, are a part so of history. I, so I get some credit. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a part of history, yes. even though you weren't there for it. So when did you make the move from Utah to LA? Uh, about three years ago. You've only been here for three years. Yes. So have you been primarily? You were primarily working in Utah and teaching and choreographing. Yes, I taught in Utah for thirteen years. Thirteen years before coming out here. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you go to college um, after high school, or I, did you go right into teaching? I didn't. I, was te- I started teaching actually at 16. Okay. Um, and I haven't stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and, and you were just saying you're going to be adding classes here in Los Angeles. Yes. So that's exciting yeah, news. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm at excited to get that started. well-known studio to be announced. Let's yes. put it that way. TBA. TBA. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, can I say it? And he was like, not yet. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, where were you teaching? Were you teaching all over Utah? Were you doing the convention circuit? I was teaching all over. I've uh, I was on faculty at maybe close to twenty studios oh in those gosh. thirteen years at some point, mm-hmm. and then I did a lot of guest teaching for the other studios or the high schools or the dance companies or the um, pre professional and professional companies. Uh, I felt like I I had reached my my reach mm-hmm. the the max of my reach, and I was starting to get. Um, disenchanted and um, less interested in continuing to do the exact same thing over and over again. I felt like it started to, I started to level out. That happens. You reach that plateau yeah. and you go, what's next? Yeah. So what inspired you to move to L.A. versus, say, New York? Ooh. Uh, L.A. just felt more exciting um, in the direction that I was interested in, which was more the commercial world. Mm-hmm. Um, I I. I I love New York. I love to visit. I would love to do projects there. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to get away from the cold. <laughs> I lived in Utah for yeah, so yeah, long. Yeah. I'm like, I, I can't do another winter. <laughs> so L.A. was. Yeah, I, I'm from New England. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> L.A. is like, you're like, no snow. It's all good. And yeah. then if you need to visit, it's always there. Yeah. Well, um, in terms of L.A., did you move to L.A. to teach and choreograph or continue as a dancer or a combination of both? 
Yeah, it was a combination of both. And to be honest, I, I'm not sure I knew exactly what I was going to be doing <laughs> once I got out here. Right. I, I kind of just saved a lot of money and was like, all right, this is going to float us for um, as long as... As long as it does. As, as it does. <laughs> exactly. In L.A., it goes yeah, quickly, unfortunately. It really does. <laughs> it, yeah, it definitely has been um, quite the shift in, in focus. Like, I, I've, I've learned uh, that I need to focus a lot more diligently, and I need to hustle a lot harder than I ever did in Utah. Mm-hmm. In Utah, I definitely had things um, handed to me because I, I, had, uh, I had made a name for myself. Of course. Um, and it was every, every job I got was word of mouth, Mm -hmm. which was so great and so kind and, and generous of everyone and everyone that had recommended me. But I, I never had to, my hustle was like in the job, like how was I going to impress? What what was I going to produce? How was I going to give a great, great class, um, instead of hustling to find the opportunities to do that? Yeah, and I think everyone just thinks, like, I'm going to move here, I'm going to get an agent, and the agent will get me the work, and then I audition, and I do a good audition, and I get the job. And it, let me tell you, it does not work that way. way. (laughs) And even on my end, as an entertainment reporter, still doesn't work that way. And um, it is one of those things that you you have to be persistent, (laughs) and you have to take no for an answer, and then not accept it. And then just to keep, and then keep moving forward and being like, I know you need me for this. You just don't realize it yet. But, but I I think, um, the ones that sort of rise to the top in this town understand that very quickly and that it's networking Mm -hmm. every day is a hustle, but it's hard to adjust to. I mean, I've had time to adjust to it, but how has it been for you? Cause you've only been here a few years. Um, I don't think it's something that I, that you can adjust to. (laughs) I think it's something that you just have to. Uh, flow with you have to jump in you have to sh- just choose to like keep fighting and to keep mm-hmm. swimming and to stay in it um because it's going to come up it's going to go up and down um and there's no preparing you for the next thing except to just always be on your toes and always yeah. be ready for anything uh i've i've been traveling a lot uh this pa- last year i traveled about six months out of the year total. that's a lot it is <clears throat> and it's great i get utah keeps me um, Utah keeps me living here. Uh, <laughs> they they pay the bills. It's they, great they though. They really do. There's and nothing it, wrong with that. No, and it allows me to um, uh, keep a keep a connection there um, with studios and with students that um, that I'd known it, um, from from years past, mm-hmm. or or that I get to see every year. I get to see them progress just a little bit, and it, I, I think those I, that that is something that I miss living out here is the consistency of, of seeing the same kids or students um, on a weekly basis and to um, be a part of their growth over time. Yeah, it is very different out here, too, where even um, you teach at a studio. Most of the studios here are professional studios, and, and the kids are already working right. at 8, 9, 10 years old, which right. is amazing. And so they're not necessarily there week to week. Um, it's just a very – they do privates, and, and right. that's where maybe if you work one-on-one with someone, you see the growth. But totally. it's not like that hometown dance studio that's pr- producing great dancers, right. but you don't get that same um, journey, I would right, think. Right. Yeah. LA is just more transient. I guess yeah. that's probably the way to, yeah. to talk about it. Um, I know that you have um, done a lot. I would say a lot of solos for a lot of the kids that have been on. So you think you can dance, Jenna? And let's see, did you do Britney's? Britney, Whitney. Whitney. Did you do any for Lindsay? I actually don't think I did. Oh wow! You. Yeah. Did you do any of their auditions for the actual audition to get on the show, or just once they were on the show? Uh, yes. I th- we would usually meet before that audition, before Vegas week. Before Vegas week. Um, and sometimes, oh, they, they would audition mm-hmm. usually with a partner, with a ballroom partner. Yes. And then it was in that transition of from the wherever they went to audition to Vegas week where we would prep a uh, handful of solos um, in anticipation that if you go from Vegas week, you also have to, like, just keep going. Yeah. So, um it was just creating a formula that worked to make ballroom uh, more commercialized, mm-hmm. especially dancing as an individual. And because they were skilled in other things, ballroom might ha- not have been their their main strength, but it was something that 
got them to the doorstep and got them through the door to uh, uh, to be seen. Um, so it was it was using what they're good at and and trying to sh- show that without feeling like they weren't that they weren't strong in um, just one thing. Right, they're yeah. not just ballroom dancers, right. and that can happen on. So you think where they're just uh, they don't worry about the cross training per se, but sometimes they get pigeonholed. Yeah, they get pigeonholed as the ballroom dancer, and mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't know you were so good at contemporary, yeah. and they're like, they're cross trained. Right, Come right. on. Um, was Whitney the first person that you had on the show, or had you worked with prior contestants? Because she was season it was nine. Whitney and, Whitney and Lindsay both got yeah. on that season. Yeah, season nine. Yeah. So, what did you create strategy wise for Whitney? Because she, I even at eighteen, that girl was on fire, and I, I was like, there's a maturity to her dancing that I definitely didn't have at eighteen. You know what? And I think that fire started a couple years prior, uh, maybe sixteen. Like when those girls were sixteen, those girls were were, uh, I could throw anything at them. Like it was so much fun to teach them. Uh, but I felt like when 16, they started to, like, come into their own a little bit more yep. and started to look less like each other. Um, and Whitney found this this quali- this performance quality that she could um, demand attention from the whole room. And and she she rode that out, and she still is. And, and she, she knows how to, how to present herself and how to um, – she knows how to perform. She, she, she's, you can't, you can't deny her when you see her dance. Yeah. I was actually just watching her last night. Um, she did an Argentine tango mm-hmm. with, um, Frankie Muniz, mm-hmm. her contestant. And, uh, I was sitting there thinking I couldn't stop looking at her. I was like, Whitney, Whitney, Whitney. There is, I mean, and he was doing a great job. He was yeah. presenting her really, really well, which is his job as a man anyway. Right. But, uh, but it was, it was a fire that like, I love when she's like just totally on and in the moment, and she really was last night, and right. that that was something that I was like, God, I've loved that about her since season nine on. So you think totally, and so I think I just embellished off of that. We used a Santa Gold uh, song and used some. I mean, it's pretty basic ballroom uh, steps, and it was kind of jazz funky, but it was very musical, and it was me trying to bring that out of her. That loud, fiery, um, sultry character that that she can uh, evoke so quickly. Oh, it's her birthday! Happy birthday, happy Whitney. Whitney! That's right, it is her birthday is today. Birthday. That's right, I saw it in my time hop that I wished her happy birthday last yeah. year. So, well, here's a, here's a good question on this: um, when you have um, someone like Whitney on. And your your style obviously is not just ballroom. It's you, you're very like fusion, oh, yeah. kind of like ballroom jazz. Like, how would you describe your style as a choreographer? Ooh, uh, I I actually just, I just feel like I'm I'm a choreographer. I don't feel like you don't want to like I no because I, I feel like I have a lot to offer in different directions, yeah. and I don't I don't like it when dance is tr- is trying to be just one thing. Yeah, like I'm the hip hop choreographer, I'm yeah. the ballet choreographer. When, when someone predetermines what something is going to be before the choreographer gets to decide. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. When someone says, "I want you to choreograph this uh, ballroom something," blah blah blah. These, I, it's like Mad Libs. You just stuck you me just in a box. insert words, and then yeah. you're like, "Okay, what do I do with this?" And and it some, sometimes creates really great challenges for me, and sometimes it's fun, and sometimes it's it feels forced. Mm. And I rather look at um, what you're trying to sell, what the point of it is, um, what the music sounds like, mm-hmm. what the um, is it on camera, is it live, and then and then work around that. Right. And I I pull from from my history and my knowledge of dance and movement. And I try to just bring whatever it needs to be brought to life to life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do pull from ballroom. I do pull from contemporary, whatever that is, from jazz. That from is a big ballet. open category these days. Yeah. And now sometimes I think I'm like, that rumba looked like a contemporary dance. Like yeah. sometimes I watch it, I'm like, I'm not really sure yeah. and, 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 what it is. And I prefer when you don't have to know. When... Because then you don't have expectations. Mm-hmm. When when you watch a routine and they say it's a rumba routine, and you see some lists or you see some really beautiful things, you you end up critiquing it for reasons that don't actually matter. Like, are you entertained? Is it beautiful? Are transitions smooth? Is it does it look placed on purpose? Um, 
I, I think people try to judge technique because that's all they feel like they can justify. Mm-hmm. Um, but they end up they end up more than anything just sharing their opinion, right. which is ironic. Well, and I think too, like we've gotten to a stage where the technique coming out of dance schools these days, and the kids that are they've got every technique down. They're so sharp. Like I look, and I'm like, I would never compete yeah. with any of these kids. Right. My technique would. Right. <laughs> 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, so now I'm always looking at what am I feeling as I'm watching this? Because the kids that's just going to give me like, you know, beyond 180 tilt, that it looks amazing. But then at the same time, am I, is there a purpose for it? Was it, yeah, did it give, evoke right. an emotion? Because if it doesn't, I'm just like, well, that was amazing. Right. But. Dancers have, have raised the, the bar in technical ability. Um, but sometimes that's all they've raised. Right. And it's, that they have such a great core um, training in technique, but what else? Where's the heart? Yeah, there, there's, there's the a, a quote I read that said, uh, to learn to play, <laughs> to learn music, you must learn the rules. To create music, you must break the rules. Mm. And this, just feel the same way about dance. Yeah. Learn your technique and then learn how you can turn it on its head. Learn, learn how you can invert it. Learn... Learn how you can be off balance by knowing what it is like to be on balance. Um, are you asking questions or are you just reproducing and reorganizing the same thing over and over again? And and I feel like there's a lack of, of creativity and ownership um, with people's dancing sometimes. They feel like they're just checking the boxes or trying to match things instead of explore them yeah and i sometimes felt like the technique level on so you think this past season season 14 was like extraordinary but there are times that i'm like it's checking a box so that was what else yeah what else what else you got show me show me your journey i want to know more like that's definitely something you know after you have someone like whitney on on season nine so you think and you work you work into to britney and jenna what did you learn from that first season? You're like, okay, great. I've got knowledge of how this all works and what worked for Whitney. Yeah. Um, I think by then it just it just felt like, ooh, that worked. Like Whitney's yeah. solo just worked. It's so good. I, I, I still, uh, it comes across, it'll come up every now and then. And it's, it just was really good. It was... Um, a really gr- great way to showcase her mm-hmm. um, and showcase what she can do, but more importantly, showcase her. Right. It, it wasn't being um, over choreographed with a bunch of moves. Yes. Um, I mean, it's fairly fast, but um, I just understood. Uh, I had to just change my approach to choreograph for camera and for like a flat stage. Um, and that if you give the camera moments that usually they will find them. And I will tell you that between Jenna and Whitney, I don't think anyone knows how to find camera. Those two yeah. can find yeah, a camera can. anywhere. Yeah. I'm always just like, it's amazing to me. They're yeah. like, boom, look, yeah. boom. They are and great it, it, at it. It's, it's so, so effective. natural too. Mm-hmm. And it's so effective because then you know what? Your eye catches them and then you, in you a big group, them. you follow them across the dance mm. floor. Yeah. Which is, that's such a big deal. Totally. I, that's a, I don't know if you can teach that or not or like, can you teach that? Yes, you can teach You can? That. I think you can teach anything. <laughs> I think you just have to take the time and you have to be curious and you have to ask questions and you have to dismantle something mm-hmm. to learn how it works. Have you submitted a choreography reel to Jeff Thacker for the show? I have... N- I kind of did. But kind of didn't? I kind of did. I just didn't follow up on it. What? It was... Because um, you, you, you submit through your agency. Yes. And... I can. I'm really good at focusing on one thing at a time, <laughs> and if if I'm working on something here and then I travel, can't go over here. it's it's gone. And then I'm traveling for three weeks from here. And I'm going from left to right, and I I get I'm terrible at at maintaining juggling multiple time multiple things at the same time. Because I think like I think Jeff would really. I mean, if you followed up and. Have you met him? Have you? Uh, I'm trying to get you a job. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I'll be your I agent. would love that. Right? <laughs> uh, you know what? I I have not been aggressive or direct in what I've wanted to do since I got to LA. Mm-hmm. I kind of wrote things out and had um, the waves came up and down real quick. Yep. And I had to just try to stay afloat. 
and in trying to stay afloat is when I started to travel for longer periods of time just to teach, just booking one studio from the next, one mm -hmm. city to the next. Um, and I loved it. it. It allowed me just to focus on just working and not not have the distractions that I sometimes have here when you don't when you don't have plans for a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're like, I should be taking care of this to-do list, but instead you're right. like, let's go hiking at Runyon because it's nice right. out. It does happen here. Yeah. So I, I've, I've just been terrible, terrible about building any kind of momentum in a specific direction here. I'll take on projects and I'll be part of um, performances and things. And that becomes my focus for three months. That assisting uh, Erica Sobel for uh, three months on um, a training intensive, mm -hmm. like that becomes my focus and that's what I'm doing and then this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm doing. Um, but, I, but I realize I need to hustle <laughs> and have a direct focus in what I want to get out of LA. That it's not just going to come to me. What do you want to get out of LA now that you've what been do here? I I, what do you LA? want? This is a little dance therapy now. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, Bring it down. You know what? There's a lot that LA has to offer everyone, especially dancers, um, including choreographers. I feel like out here, I'm I'm focusing more on my training, mm -hmm. and not in the sense of me training to dance and perform, but my training in um, things that I'm interested in. The the I don't want to say styles, but the people that I'm interested in working with, the people that I respect and that I want to learn from um, those things feed into my teaching um, by inspiration or by someone unlocking a door that I've been trying to get through for a really long time just like ah oh, this is interesting to me I'm going to learn more about that who are you dying to work with give me give me a list of some people well um, I was thinking about this the other day I was thinking about how how important um, classes can be and how how life-changing an hour and a half can be. Uh, and I was thinking back to the first time I took a lot of uh, these classes. Sometimes I only took classes from these people like one time mm -hmm. and something they said or did or my experience there changed my pathway. Yep. Uh, people like, obviously my three teachers that my three strongest mentors uh, in Utah, uh, Kelly Messerly, Rick Robinson, and Trey Barber. Um, but on the, out here, Wade Robson. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mia Michaels, uh, Liz Imperio. You've got a good list. Uh, Justin Giles, Erica mm -hmm. Sobel, um, Kevin Maher, uh, Shonique and Lissette, Nick Flores. Uh, These are good. These are good. Mandy Moore, Dee Casperi. Um, Tabitha Napoleon. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm, I'm missing a massive. No, but this list. is a good list. Raps I'm like Rhapsody. we're throwing it out, <laughs> we're throwing yeah. it out to the universe, of course. Um, but but I think that's what's important. There's so much happening here in dance, yeah. and there's been. I mean, I've even felt it from my side of the fence of just even. And I keep saying it's like the La La Land effect. There's been a massive push since yeah. last fall. Um, that's at a pace that I can barely keep up to right. for coverage out here on the West Coast by myself. But um, at the same time, it's uh, it's amazing to watch and amazing to see the rise of a choreographer and how important they are and how they're not just like, eh, I came in on set, like throw in a couple movements and we'll see you later. Right. That they're actually being consulted on the overall look of, of the whole thing. It's not just a director saying, this is what I want. Right. Um, I like the collaborative effort that I'm yeah. seeing now. And that's, I mean, it's one of those things where two creative people in one room are going to come up with a lot more ideas to work with than one creative person in one room. Better ideas. Yeah. And something to bounce people, things off of. You need an editor. You need to be just throwing ideas out there and then edit the pick and choose what you're going to focus on. Yeah. And sometimes you need, you need to sound off of, um, sound off of someone and, um, hear your ideas back mm -hmm. and decide, is this better than this? And which direction do I want to go? And that makes sense. And that way you can just someone, someone saying yes to that allows me to 
okay, let's take this risk. And then I'll say yes to that. And then we'll take this risk. And that's when you wind up with with things that are visually stunning. And I I think that's why, you know, even if La La Land story-wise wasn't your favorite movie or anything, because sometimes people are like, I love it, I hate it. I loved it. I loved it. Visually, I mean, to me, visually, you couldn't have had all of Damien Chazelle's work without Mandy Moore's influence. It wouldn't have worked. And he understands Most that. Definitely. He's he's a big collaborator with yeah. um, musicians and everything else, and, and obviously choreography and his set designers and everything. But um, but not all directors see that. And I, I'm right. hoping that we're seeing like a, a door opening to that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I feel mm. the same way with choreographers. There's so much that I have to learn from other choreographers <laughs> and other teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm hungry to work with other people. I'm hungry to get in the room and just create and just vibe off of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think and I think that's what I'm going to be doing while I'm teaching out here. Okay. I think it's going to be more of this communal uh, workshopping conversation instead of some kind instead of the me show or the my move show. Yeah. Uh, that's okay too, though. You yes, know that. Yes, that is yes, okay. it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> but there's there's a lot of that. Yes. There's a lot of that, and um, and I take those classes, and I love those classes because it because it builds something that is also important in dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot where I was going. No, but, <laughs> well, well, I have a question yes. based off of this, and and this is kind of the Dancing with the Stars question that has happened. You've collaborated with a lot of the pros. Yes, I actually <laughs> went through. Um, I, I was working on a, on a choreography reel, and I and. I was collecting footage from where I could yeah. find it. Uh, Thirty-one pieces, 31 including pieces. three from this season that I'd done in collaboration. In collaboration, and yeah, and this is what I need. This has been—I'm sure you've seen some of the the social media shenanigans, or have you uh, shielded yourself you know, from it? You know what? I've <laughs> mean, social media have an interesting relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, and so I'm still learning how to navigate or how I want to navigate it. And I often just disappear from it. That's okay. And, and then try to come back and it's very inconsistent. Um, but yeah, I've, I've read things here and there, but nothing ever phases me. Well, can so, we, can we set the record straight yeah. on all of this? Because I think, sure. to, cause to me, I don't, a football, like a football head coach has an assistant coach or, you know, for me, um, I have a producer and I can't, one can't do the thing without the other. And I think it's the same thing. Sometimes pros can choreograph a number by themselves. They're like, I know the style, like the back of my hand and I know what I can mm-hmm. do for my celebrity. But they're under pressure all the time. Right. It's fast paced. Ha- collaborating, again, as you were just talking about it, is actually pretty important to the show. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, you can only do so many cha-chas to a pitbull pitbull song <laughs> yeah. with, without having some kind of uh, nuance uh, to make it memorable in the last. Right, uh, and not look like something you did two seasons ago. Right, because yeah, and we know that the music choices sometimes like they're like we couldn't clear this. This is what you got this week, right. and it sometimes it doesn't sound like cha-cha music. So right. how do you create something? How are you? And you've worked with Whitney and Lindsay. You've worked with Sharna, I believe. I worked with Sharna. Val, with Val Mark. With Mark, with yep. Derek. Derek. Um, Emma. Emma, okay. I'm just like throwing this out there. So when someone, did they contact you like, I just got this song choice, I've got this style, can you come in and, and work with me on some ideas? Yes, basically that. Okay. Um, and it, sometimes it is a couple weeks in advance, sometimes it is the week of, uh, sometimes it's I've gotten the day of before, <laughs> like, and often it's like stuck. it's always. Are you in LA? <laughs> and sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. Uh, and when I am, it it's such a fun thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's collaborating, and you're working with professionals who also are, are on a time crunch. Right. And uh, and you have you I already you already know the limitations going in. You know that you have time limitations. You know you're set. You know entrances. And exits or possibilities of them, um, you you know you're by usually if if I don't come in right away at the beginning, <laughs> you, you know the limitations of the partner. Yep. Um, and and also this, usually their strengths by then. So so it's kind of just like figuring out figuring out mapping things out and then putting steps in, in into play and and deciding. Um, once again, deciding what you're going to actually showcase in that. And you can also take a step back as 
the pro and the celeb are dancing and go, that's not working. Like you become a third eye as well that they don't necessarily uh, have. Yeah? Yes, and I, I don't always get used for that. I do prefer that. I do prefer when I, I can come in at the beginning mm-hmm. and then in the middle and then closer to the end of the week so that I can see the progress and so that the things that felt good in my body as we're choreographing it might not feel great for someone who's six eight <laughs> and uh so with really big feet Some right of those guys have really right. big feet it's hard so making little adjustments i feel like actually is probably more beneficial than me coming in and choreographing sometimes okay so here's another question um do you sometimes just work with the pro not the celeb Yes. 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 Okay. And, and that's usually how it starts. Okay. It's usually just with a pro because they, uh, their first rehearsal, they, they teach mm-hmm. as much as they can. Um, and then depending on the week, we will either regroup and meet and, and take another pass at it or make adjustments that are needed. Um, and then kind of continually from there. And then I will... <laughs> I'm just like, how <laughs> just like, can I say uh, this? Yeah, yeah. Um, Yes, I, I have worked with uh, a handful of the celebs at, at times, um, and uh, I think I'm 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 really good at editing. I'm really good at looking at yep. something and saying, "Okay, the ha- the camera should probably go from here to here, and, it, and we should this should move like this, and this should move like mm-hmm. this." And no, that hand looks really awkward. The body language, da da da, da. make little adjustments to just make things a little more refined. Um, and, and for camera, you're dancing for camera and you're dancing, uh, it's, it's to be entertaining and it's not to be perfect. Um, and so I, I try my best to make a ballroom that feels so traditional or these styles of, that can be treated so traditionally, making them more fun just for TV. Yep. It's never anything too serious. You want the viewers to vote. Yeah. That's you really when you yeah. think about it, you want them to be like, "That was a really fun dance," right. or "I was really moved by that dance." So let right. me throw ten votes to right. whomever it is that right. week. Yeah, because it's a competition show at right. the end of the right. day, right. Right. which is a little bit of a popularity contest. But you, sure. you know, that's what happens with Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Do you? I, I'm just trying to think of all these questions because mm-hmm. I, I just want this this whole question to go away. I'm sure you do too, because <laughs> I get the questions every se- season. These come up, and your name comes up, and I'm like. I talked about it with Spencer Liff. Spencer Liff has worked behind the scenes, you know, come in as a contributing choreographer, mm-hmm. not gotten credit. And he's like, this happens all the time, people. Yeah. And not just Dancing with the Stars. It happens For sure. on other shows. Do you mind if you get credit or not? If someone gives you a shout out on social media like, hey, thanks to Alan for doing it. Or do you not care because you know coming in that? Uh, I think that has shifted. I think yeah. I think it went from not caring to wait, maybe I should be caring Mm -hmm. to, I know what I'm getting myself into. I know the parameters of the show. And I know, unfortunately, that I'm, I'm at the very, very bottom of the totem (laughs) pole. Uh, And, uh, and it's, it's not important enough for other people to uh, do something about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to fight about it. So as long as I know what I'm, what I, what the situation is, um, I know what I'm getting out of it. I know what I'm contributing, mm-hmm. and I enjoy it. Yeah. Then, then I'm okay with it. But yeah. I, yeah. I, I do. Um, it is hard feeling. It's, it's. I'm, I'm a ghost choreographer in right. a sense, and, and. I, I'm all about. I will be behind the scenes for the rest of my life, and I'm. I'd be okay with that. Um, and I feel like my job is to make other people look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're getting uh, credited as a choreographer, not just a dance partner, not just a personality, that's where it gets a little tricky because there's very few dance shows on television mm-hmm. that that reach that many people. Um, and it's not about... It's, it's just wondering where you draw the line of like respect. Well, and I want to say to you guys and, and share with everyone, too, um, because there are television union rules in play here mm. for, for some oh, of this. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, that this this is not about anyone being a bad oh, guy yeah, or anything. No, yeah, and not I, at all. I, but I don't no, want no. anyone to misinterpret no, you. No, yes, thank you. Um, and and uh, as someone who is a member of both the TV Academy, I am, so just for disclosure, as well as... Um, 
you know, a, a Screen Actors Guild member. First of all, choreographers are, are not unionized, but they right. are members of the TV Academy, which is super confusing. Yes. Um, but you're not paid if you're not paid by Dancing with the right. Stars. Um, if they're not handing you a paycheck right, 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 with right. like BBC America on it, you then do not become eligible if the pro submits. Um, a choreography reel for an Emmy. Yes. Um, and that is clearly, it's like the number one rule that is mm. listed right there on uh, the TV Academy rules. I went and double checked today. I pulled it up just to double check. So there's a lot of weird, murky rules right now that um, not only that the choreographers have to figure out because they haven't unionized yet, they're hoping to right. because of the TV Academy. And then once that happens, once they unionize, hopefully the TV Academy can sort of figure out that. Yeah, and so I think and that that I, explains a lot. Too. Yeah, and, and definitely it's and uh, I think it's it's not even about the Emmys no. uh, because that is that's almost its own thing. It's something extra. It you know, is. Do you know what I mean? You like, don't, you it's don't not do mandatory. It going, I hope I get nominated yeah, yeah, yeah. for an Emmy. Yeah, yeah, not at all. <laughs> but I think I think what people uh, sort of confuse is like, why did Talia Fabia choreograph? You know, Peta and. Um, why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, uh, Niall. Niles, yeah. And, and I was like, she was directly paid by BBC. She was paid by the show because she was able to submit it. She got credit. Yeah, and uh, what was ironic is I was in the other room that same week choreographing for Mark. And, and why? Paige. Like, yeah, why they do one for the other is. Yeah, I, that, that, I mean. We don't have an answer to that, right? right. We don't have an answer because we're not the executive producers of Dancing with the Stars. Right. But th- but I think that these are issues that we're talking about that are exactly that. They're issues that choreographers need to figure out because right now you guys aren't getting health insurance, residuals, important things, credit where you should. Anyone that choreographed on Dance Moms did not get any choreography credit. Mm-hmm. So there are things that these need to be tackled. And I know Mandy and Kat Burns at the yeah. Television Academy are like really trying yeah. to focus in on that. Yeah, and um, I, th- I think it's only fair... I think crediting someone doesn't take something away from anyone else. That's right. It certainly doesn't because it's a collaborative process and you guys are working together. Yeah. And um, But I hope I hope that all of you guys get the credit that you deserve. And I right. think that, um, I think for Dancing with the Stars fans, sometimes they don't understand that this is kind of way bigger than one show or one dance. It's, right, right, right. The, the industry needs to figure this out and it should have been figured out in the MGM musical days. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's my opinion on it. Yeah. And so I think that... Yeah, I, I think also for me, the fact that I get to help on the show, it really is just... It, I have a great time working with my former students or my friends. And it it never feels like such a... It never feels so diff, very difficult. It's mm-hmm. always fun. I'm around good people. They treat me very well. Um, everyone's super kind to me there. Um, and so I, I don't feel mistreated or jaded about it. Right. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. Of course, and that's and, what people need to understand too. Yeah, like you're good. You're good. Uh, yeah. And I don't need anyone fighting for me. <laughs> like if, if if I'm very concerned about something, I will speak up and I'll, I will I will I will uh, I will deal with that privately. But I haven't felt the need to. Yep. It, this isn't my priority or the biggest. I feel like it's something supplemental to what I actually do. And so, so it, it doesn't have a whole lot of weight with me. It, I don't, I don't, I don't leave thinking, "Oh man, I wish someone would say my name." <laughs> and I'm it, never coming back. Right. No, that's it, not it. It, it only, the only times I think I feel frustrated is when I'm like in a lull for work, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I wish I would have, um, I don't know, just something else that I could that that would uh, put me out there a little mm-hmm. bit more. That makes sense. Um, but thank you for talking about this yeah. because I know it's like it, I think that it's it's a bigger level than what we all yeah, are yeah. and what Dance with the Stars. But I just wanted to like pull in that there's a lot of other things at play when yes. it comes to this, and you're not yeah, the only yeah, yeah. one that that helps is a c- contributing yeah. choreographer on the show. And it's too. not it's not something personal against me or no. me against the show. It's just no, it's, it's no just, one's treating you badly, no, no, no. and it's the yeah. If you're collaborating, it's because someone wants you there, and you're happy yeah. to do it if you're in town. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and it's it's sometimes just consulting. Sometimes I come in and it's already done, and I come in and be like, change this this and that, and this makes more sense for this, and try this and try this. I um, when it comes to working with with Lindsay especially, mm-hmm. I I love being able to when I worked with her with Alec, 
Mm-hmm. Um, we worked a lot of the majority of the season um, and getting to see her like flourish as a choreographer and, and be able to teach her how to workshop things. Say, well, if he's having a hard time with this, try these exercises. Yeah. Um, this is why I'm making this choice or this is what makes sense to me. And um, almost teaching how to teach uh, through right. the process uh, students that I that I've taught forever. So it, I think we we quickly go into those roles. Um, and now we have such a good rhythm where I, I don't feel like I even have to do that. Like I kind of just get to watch and enjoy You're it. a good teacher. She was a good to. student though too. Well, and, she's, you know, she passes it. I mean, but I think we've, we've all seen the evolution of Lindsay Arnold and it's yeah. so much fun to watch yeah. because, uh, you know, I spoke to her and, you know, and she, she did a season as a pro and then she was in troop for a while and she just said, I was so ready. I learned so much. And then yeah, when she had that down. opportunity with Alec, yeah. it was wonderful to see because she wasn't like, I'm in troop. Ah, I'm at. She never had that attitude. She took it as a learning lesson. Yeah. Akio said the same thing. He said, I did a season in troop. I was there to learn. How yeah. am I learning for other pros and how they teach? And I totally. take that. If you spin it positively, it's a oh, wonderful. Yeah. And by the way, you're still yeah, a dancer on a top ten show, right. still getting right. paid every week. You're doing just fine. You're doing just fine yeah. every single one. I, I understand the stress of like, you you want you want the you want the top job. Of course you do. But at the, but same, at the end of the day, yeah. you still have a great job. You have a great job, and there's people yeah. that would love your job. Um, we only have about ten minutes left, but I do want to ask about World of Dance. World of Dance. Uh, World of Dance. I had an interesting summer with World of Dance. Okay. I had people that loved the experience on the show. Other people were frustrated by the experience. Um, some people were a mixed bag. How did you feel? Because we didn't get to see a lot of Fuse. Right. Um, my personal experience <laughs> is an interesting one. Um, you know what? I I knew what I was getting myself into. Mm-hmm. And then I thought I knew what I was getting myself into. And then you didn't. And then I was in it. And then I was like, man, I should have listened to myself when I, when I had decided not to audition in the first place. Ah, interesting. So, um, I can, so season two is not in your uh, agenda? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, not as far as I know right now. <laughs> uh, did you submit for season two? I did not. Okay. Okay. Not, Yeah. Okay. Um, no. You might have helped someone for season two. No, <laughs> and um, I'm open to working in different avenues with the show. Perfect. I, um, but I, I ended up dancing on on the on my group, mm-hmm. which was a which was a fluke. Um, I had uh, reached out to other dancers, and over a two month process of like getting uh, ready for the show, I lost quite a handful for different jobs and. Mm-hmm. Um, I was encouraged. I'm like, take the job. Don't don't do this. This is like, I have no idea what it's going to be like yep. uh, for how long. And um, and so jobs always took priority. So I ended up having to fill one of those slots. Were you happy about that? Uh, I actually was not. Like, yeah. I, I those those shows run so fast paced, and it, I can't work in the way of being inside of something and on the outside. Yep. And, and feel like I'm doing a good job. Stress of that yeah. is a lot. Yeah, so I, I definitely buckled, I think, left and right through the <laughs> process. I learned so much. I was just going to say, that must have been a great learning experience, yes. though. Yeah, and and what the show did and how it brought so many amazing dancers into mm-hmm. the same room and onto the same stage, that was really cool. I, I wish like my experience backstage was... Was was amazing watching Ian Eastwood and watching Super Crew and watching Jabberwockies just rehearsing um, right here in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I'm a fan. I'm still a fan of dancers. I, I still look at look at amazing dancers and just just drool over them because I had I'm Ian so here for an hour them. and I was literally like, I can't believe I'm sitting <laughs> across from Ian Eastwood and he's you know he's 24. Yeah. I'm like, how are you that yeah. much of a genius at 24? Yeah, it was so inspiring. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I loved being on set. Um, I think it's just the logistics of like trying to figure out um, getting in one ear something that you should be doing and suggestions from another side what you should be doing. And then me questioning everything that I had intended to be doing and ended up going in directions that 
that weren't me or weren't what I wanted to be doing. Do you know that you're not the only one? I oh. he- I heard that constantly. Yeah, so most definitely. And a I, lot I think of people, that's part of it. And, and you know, it's funny because um, I, I, I'm trying to think. I've talked with Ian, Keone, and Mari, Super Crew. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to think. I, I've ta- And a lot of the younger kids. The younger kids is a little bit different when they're in the junior yeah. category. But, you know, the adults, they said, you know, some people were like, we stuck to our guns and said, no, no, no. And then others that were like, shuffling orders of dances mm-hmm. uh, I think for some of them they felt like you know what I didn't say true to who my, I am as a dancer or what my choreography is um, and that there were a lot of opinions swirling around which right. I think um, judging from like nappy tabs and their tweets and stuff that everyone learned a lot on that first season and they are going to button up some things for season two right. including the time of the show I mean we're getting more weeks we're getting two hours instead of an hour because oh yeah the it'll only grow and it'll only get better yeah. it it's uh it's 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 one of those things that it's just, it's just gonna take time it's not a bad idea Mm-mm. it just it's gonna take time to figure out how to execute it yeah um and I think it's gonna just slowly build an even bigger audience and um it is the number one show for NBC worldwide. That's now, amazing, which is incredible. It's amazing. It, I mean, it really is what what it did for dance. And I, I, you know, people were frustrated that Lay Twins won, but I'm like, there's a reason that they won because they are global superstars, and it it does you know shine a spotlight on the show so that season two, right. three, and beyond becomes yeah. even bigger. So I mean, you know, I, I understand both sides, but it was really interesting hearing from everyone, hearing the good, hearing the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had David Gonzalez who runs the tour side of it and he kind of gave me his opinion and he didn't have a lot, you know, like NBC was kind of running the show. So it was, right. it was a lot of hands in the cookie jar. Yeah. And, and it's not that they were ever bad hands. No. It was just, uh, they were trying to get everyone to fit their mold. Yeah. And that, that never makes sense to a dancer or to a choreographer. And I think keeping, uh, the individuality mm-hmm. would have would have I think benefited it. Yeah. I, I understand I totally agree with you. And I'm looking forward to season two. So Yeah. And it'd be nice if it was if there was a dance show like this where you would have dancers from everywhere showcase opposed to making it a competition. Yes. Because then it really encourages the individuality. And the million dollars is nice. We get that. So <laughs> we would all like the million dollars. But yeah, at the same time, sometimes it's just nice as a variety show. How yeah. about that, people? Right. Um, before we wrap up and before I reveal the winner for the So You Think You Can Dance Tour meet and greet, it's not you. It's I'm not sorry. Me. It's not me either. I'm not getting the meet and greet. Um, I do want to ask one final question yeah. of you. Alan Salazar, where are we going to see you in five years? Have you thought that out? In five years, how old will I be? Oh, man. <laughs> It's okay. It doesn't the age doesn't matter? Yeah. Well, eventually it does. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, you know, I'm not sure where, where I will be in five years. Um, I I I like to take things sometimes just a day at a time, <laughs> like quite literally just a day at a time. So you're telling me I should call you tomorrow and yes, be like, "Where are you, Alan?" And I'll be somewhere else. <laughs> uh, but you know, I I hope to be just doing exactly what I am doing now, which is teaching. Um, and and sharing my knowledge of dance and life, uh, hopefully just more widespread than it is now. Well, I love that. And I really, honestly, I do appreciate you answering some tougher questions. Yeah, of course. Because um, I was just like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and, I know, but it, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting because I do get the questions. Uh, Spencer Lift kind of answered it, but I was like, people want to hear from you too. So, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. People want to hear from me, Alan. Thank you. All right. Now I have to tell you that I'm going to reveal the winner of the So You Think You Can Dance Tour VIP meet and greet tickets. And I will tell you there were a ton of entries. Uh, Random.org picked out the number. I did not pick out uh, the number or anything. But the funny thing is that the person who won was actually tweeting me before the show going, do I have to watch the show in order to win? And I was thinking, you have no idea, Emily, you won. So Emily, and I don't know your last name, but it's Emily Eliza 97. You're going to the show. Two tickets, Fort Myers, October 30th. Congratulations. So I will be sending you um, a message, and we'll email back and forth and make sure that you get those tickets in time for the show. I'm kind of jealous. I know. You get to meet Lex and Kiki, and I don't know who everyone's favorite is, Taylor and Koine. It was a good season, so... All right. Um, before we go, yeah. let everyone know where they can find you on social media, even though you are 
It's at Alan Salazar underscore. Okay. For Instagram and. Uh, Do you tweet? Uh, no. No, he does not tweet. <laughs> and Facebook is falling asleep in my phone constantly, so no. So it, it, Instagram is probably the way for everyone yeah. to hit you up. All right, fantastic. Next week, I will have Kristen McQuaid here talking about her work with Grace Vanderwall. Oh, all that Dance Moms controversy, of course, and some of her work with So You Think You Can Dance contestants. And uh, we want to remind you guys that if you want further information or some of our great dance articles, check out dancenetwork.tv. Thank you so much for joining me on To The Point with Kristen Burt, presented by Popcorn Talk and Dance Network. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 